In the scriptures today, there is a call for humility. Humility is embracing our state in life, embracing also the truth of our state in life. And as an example of that, the priests get raked over the coals today, and I think we deserve it. Because very often, priests don't set the best example. We know that very, very well, as in the recent decades, uh, the scandals have found themselves on the front pages of many papers throughout the United States and throughout the world. And not only that, but also the many, uh, many ways in which priests have not really set the example as far as just simply living the faith. It is a, a scandal whenever a priest is found who does that which he himself uh, instructs others to do, but neglects to do himself. And so, the priest, who is called to be this example to the world, who is called to be an encouragement, who is called essentially, as I might say, simply to know better. He's the one who has been entrusted with much. And as our blessed Lord reminds us, to whom much is given, much is demanded. To whom more is given, even more is demanded. And so that's why it is often remarked that uh, the road to hell is paved with the skulls of priests and bishops. It's a scary thing whenever one thinks about it. But it's because the demand is high. Because the priest not only knows what he ought to do, but has been given the grace and the consecration to partake in these things and to see the hand of the Lord at work in an even higher manner than most regularly see. Several times this week, had encounters or moments with individuals who were you know, on the verge of tears at seeing the beauty of the hand of God, of seeing how the Lord lined things up in a perfect and in a, in a fantastic way. And yet, for me, it was like, yeah, that, that's Tuesday. You know, it's, it's a normal thing that the priest so frequently sees the hand of God at work in the faithful he, call, he is called to serve. And it's a beautiful thing. But also, the priest can sometimes and hence for good reason used here in the Scriptures, both in the Old Testament as well as in the New, the priest can sometimes begin to take advantage of these things, to take advantage of his place, and to be able to seek to allow what is given to God, what is due to God, to be attributed to himself, or to forget that he is simply a Christian first and foremost, before he is a priest, we might say. And it's for us to recognize these things and how using the priests of the day, these examples are given that are also useful and, and helpful for all the faithful. Examples of taking higher seats that we know, of making sure that we have a special seat reserved at a banquet, of instructing others, but not necessarily being willing to follow that instruction ourselves. The physical sign of the widening of the phylacteries and lengthening of tassels, this, again, is not often seen unless you, uh, unless you happen to know some good Orthodox Jews, uh, and I've only seen it myself one time on an airplane, and it was rather striking because uh, it was, it was kind of like a lived example of this because I was offering my morning prayer seated in my seat in the airplane, and uh, a man in the aisle across from me stood up and went to the back of the plane to, to let the stewardess know that it was time for him to do his prayers, and that they required him to stand, and so he stood and took his phylactery, which was a long leather strip, and wrapped it around his arm like a snake over and over and over again. And he had his prayer tassels on. There were, you know, 
noticeable as he's sitting there. And he begins to, to stand and pray in the center aisle. And everyone's, you know, everyone's just kind of like, what in the world is this guy doing? Right? It was kind of a, a very much a drawing attention to things. And so this is what, the, this is what our Lord is talking about. The, you know, you widen the phylactery so that people see, you know, not just a, you know, if it was just fishing line, you know, it's, it's thin. People aren't going to notice it. But you put a big old strip of leather on your arm, people take note and go, oh, that man's praying and he really means it. Also, the, the lengthening of the, of the tassels, the tassels, there were four tassels that would hang from the corners of the cloak of an individual, it's the, like our Lord, the, the woman who touches the tassels of the Lord. And, you know, it was a, a thing to be able to lengthen them good and long so people would be able to see, ah, this one takes the faith seriously. This one is, is, is really intent about following the things of the law. And so it's these physical signs and examples that, that are kind of exaggerated sometimes to be able to gain attention in a similar manner, seeking of titles and honors and these kinds of things. And so these are things where our Lord is, is pointing to the, the example of others and saying, listen to their words, right? follow the teachings, follow, follow that which is given to us by the church, but do not follow their example because it will not lead you well. And so it's for us to reflect upon that and, and to see how in our own lives, is there any place where we are following the example of the priest in a negative sense rather than following our blessed Lord? Is there any place in which we may be seeking to take a higher seat or to have honors or titles bestowed upon us to be able to look better in the eyes of others? In so many ways, it's the, the common trap of keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak, of, of having a nice car, a nice home, a nice yard, nice, nice, you know, nice everything that kind of surrounds us to keep, the, to keep the look of things looking very, very nice. It's this temptation that all of us face. And so Mother Church also encourages us in a humility, specifically in our psalm today, Psalm 131, a beautiful psalm. A psalm of, of profound trust in the Lord. As a child has rest in its mother's arms, even so my soul rests in you. But before then, Lord, my heart is not proud, nor haughty my eyes. I don't chase after things that are too great for me. But rather in humility and in simplicity, I trust in you, Lord. Again, as we can follow then, as a child trusts and lays in its mother's arms, even so my soul rests in you to find trust in the Lord, to find rest in the Lord, not to, to be seeking after or chasing after things, but rather to embrace what the Lord offers to us, to receive it. And when there are titles, when there are honors, when there are seats at banquets, and when things are given to us that to do uh, shine brightly and, and sparkle in the sun, you might say, we accept it, we entrust it to the Lord, we offer gratitude to God, but then we simply remember that, that these are things that are from the Lord. They are given to us by Him. And there is nothing that we have that we have not first received. And so Mother Church calls us to this humility of heart today and uh, to take advantage of that, uh, an opportunity to pray uh, together with you uh, the litany of humility. This little card that I put out, I put it out a bit late uh, on the tables but it's as, you, as you exit the church, feel free to pick up a copy. It's a simple prayer, but a profound one and a great examination of conscience for us as we go through the course of our days to be able to reflect upon, upon the interior disposition of our heart. 
and how it is that we might be responding to the Lord, how is it we might be living in the world, whether in, in the pride that seeks, like Adam and Eve, to make ourselves like God, or to attribute what is God's to ourselves, or whether to live in humility. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray this prayer. It's, um, it's, uh, essentially, it's a litany, right? And so uh, a response will be given. So I'll indicate the responses for those as we go through. And so we pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. The response is, deliver me, O Lord. From self-will, deliver me, O Lord. From the desire being esteemed, deliver me, O Lord. From the desire being loved, deliver me, O Lord. From the desire being extolled, deliver me, O Lord. From the desire being honored, Deliver me, O Lord. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, O Lord. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, O Lord. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, O Lord. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, O Lord. From the desire to be understood, deliver me, O Lord. From the desire to be visited, deliver me, O Lord. From the fear of being humiliated, Deliver me, O Lord. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, O Lord. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, O Lord. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, O Lord. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, O Lord. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, O Lord. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, O Lord. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, O Lord. From the fear of being abandoned, deliver me, O Lord. From the fear of being refused, deliver me, O Lord. The response is, Lord, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be loved more than I, Lord, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Lord, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Lord, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be chosen and I set aside. Lord, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be praised and I unnoticed. Lord, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be preferred to me in everything. Lord, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Lord, grant me the grace to desire it. The response is, Lord, I want to rejoice. At being unknown and poor, Lord, I want to rejoice. At being deprived of the natural perfections of body and mind, Lord, I want to rejoice. When people do not think of me, Lord, I want to rejoice. When they assign to me the meanest tasks, Lord, I want to rejoice when they do not even deign to make use of me. Lord, I want to rejoice. When they never ask my opinion. Lord, I want to rejoice. When they leave me at the lowest place. Lord, I want to rejoice. When they never compliment me. Lord, I want to rejoice. When they blame me in season and out of season. Lord, I want to rejoice. Blessed are those who suffer persecution for justice's sake, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Amen.